Welcome to Found in Prague. Welcome back, everybody, to Found in Prague. I am Miranda, and tonight I'm here with Adri, Sean, and Alex. And we also have a guest speaker with us. It's Jakub Tiki. Hello. (laughs) Did I say your last name right? Yeah. Kind of ish. Solid. Solid. (laughs) Good good for an English speaker. Okay, thanks. Well, anyways, Jakub used to help with Youth Praha, and tonight we've asked him just to be part of the conversation, and we're actually talking about spiritual health and i think we'll have some interesting things to say with this group so um yeah Jakub, just i was wondering if you would introduce yourself actually um just to start like where you're from what you're doing in life and yeah, yeah so i'm i was born in england because i'm a missionary kid but now most of my life i've lived in the czech republic in kralupi which is a city northwest of prague very close to Prague so uh, I spend now I live in Prague and I spend most of my time in Prague and right now I study theology uh, I'm in my second year and yeah I guess I help around at many places <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I guess and singing yeah I was gonna no I don't s- oh yeah I make music <laughs> yeah, I don't sing. good prompt <laughs> I do not sing I make music I make uh, rap music it's Czech rap music but if you're not scared of listening to a language that you don't understand, or if you understand Czech, then uh, you can find me on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. Mm. And it's JQPG. And yeah, and we're going to be releasing Hyperpop. If anybody out there knows what that is and is interested, then definitely check that out later. You also have a collab with Ian, right? I do have a song with Ian. Whoever knows Ian, then I have a song with Ian on his album, Dual Citizen, that is called Anastasis. So you can check that out as well, or you maybe already know it. I remember the first time I heard that song. This is super like off topic, but I remember the first time I heard that song. I was um, like listening to it and I didn't know that it was you like rapping on it. And like, I was like, this is so cool. Like, what the heck? And then later you were helping with YP and somehow like somebody told me and I was like, no way. Like, that's Jakob, what? And it was just like super cool. So anyways, his music is good. Good collaboration. Yeah. Well, thank you for introducing yourself. <laughs> yeah, I I want to just kind of ask you guys, you know, we all kind of grew up with a perspective of God in, in one way or another or in a Christian family. Um, but I was just kind of thinking about, like, when did you guys realize or embrace, like, your own personal walk with God and, like, wanted to take time to invest in your spiritual health like was that something that you grew up thinking about or was it kind of something that hit later in life <laughs> i can start okay so i guess uh, my like simple answer is i don't really know uh but the more complicated answer is i guess i grew into it and mm. i couldn't tell you one point where i was like okay now i care about my spiritual health i definitely didn't grow up caring about it I was brought up in a Christian household, lived with Christians my whole life, but somehow till like maybe 12 or 13, I didn't care at all. I just didn't realize how important it was. And then slowly it kind of started. But at the start, it was just like, 
I started trying to be a Christian. I wouldn't call it trying to be spiritually healthy. And then I would say at 15 was when I know that I cared about spiritual health, but I don't really know like the whole, when did I actually realize it? It was probably like a slow process mm. where it took time for me to realize how important Christianity is to me to get to being a Christian for me personally and not just like a cultural Christian. So maybe 15 was about the time where I was like, okay, now I actually know that something like spiritual health exists and I'm trying to do stuff to be spiritually healthy. Mm. For me, it was, well, I, I grew up in the church as well and my parents were always very keen on making sure that we weren't just going to church and having a relationship with God there, but that we would have a relationship with God outside of it. And um, it was, I think I was 13 when I gave my life to God and like, you know, I started serving the Lord and everything. But I feel like throughout my teenage years, I was a very hypocritical Christian. I think I've said it in the podcast before that it was more of just like faking it and just being like, oh, this is like my relationship with God was tied down to my parents so much that it wasn't until I moved to the Czech Republic by myself for the first time and I was living on my own and I was a freshman in university and there was all of these temptations and things of the world and stuff like that that I was like, okay, now it's my turn to take that step of do I want to keep pursuing God and actually have a healthy relationship with him or do I want to step away and lose my life in a way? <laughs> um, and that's kind of when I took that step and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back, plug in back to church and start serving again. And I started kind of this journey of like trying to be less legalistic and more of having a relationship with God and just being with him on the daily instead of, of just on Sundays. That's so good. I know I had one time, I think it was like a teacher at a, a school that I was in or something. And they gave this like analogy or this picture of that if your life was like a faucet, and you can either turn it on cold or hot, uh, but either way, water's gonna come out. Like, it doesn't matter, it's just water's gonna come out of it. And <clears throat> they were just saying, equating that to your spiritual life of like how you can either focus spiritually on the Lord or it's gonna be focused on other things in the spiritual realm that are not good and not healthy. So you have to be attentive to that. And so I think that really hit me I think I always was intentional with my relationship with the Lord from the time I was pretty little, but that was like such a good reminder to me as a, an adult of just like, oh yeah, that's so true. Like there's always going to be something coming out of me and always something that I'm going to be putting into myself as well. And like, what do I want that to look like or where do I want that to be? So I thought that was a really interesting analogy. It is. <laughs> Sean, how about you, Alex? Uh, for me, I, I don't really think about it I never thought about it really personally because like spiritual growth in a term is like you intentionally notice it in a way you intentionally do things you intentionally do that and this but in my life like I can truly say that things took place if that makes mm -hmm. sense like God led me somewhere and all I did was follow so that is so nice. <laughs> and it's like I just followed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and the thing that I have been always like noticed of myself is that I am a good follower or good at obedience in some sense. Like I've always been that guy in my family, especially my sister and my younger brother. 
they are not really that obedient. <laughs> are you the are you the first child? Uh, second, oh, second child. Okay, we're not the so, same. <laughs> and like opportunities were given to me, of growth. Opportunities of God of changing events was given to me. Following my parents was given to me. It was, of course, God like asks you to do it. And I guess that choice of saying yes is a choice of spiritual growth, but I never thought of that in that way of spiritual growth. I just said yes, and I happened to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. So I really, I was thinking about this before we started this, and I'm like, why do I not have an answer to this? Really, it just took place mm-hmm. for me. Listen to a podcast called The Mindset Mentor, and they said something that kind of fits here. And it's um, wisdom doesn't come only from having an experience; it comes from the reflection of our experiences. And I feel like, in that sense, like you don't really know what's going on in the moment until you look back and you're like, "Oh, that was actually a moment of spiritual growth," or mm. you know. So that was something that came into my mind. <laughs> I would I would say uh, spiritual growth implies spiritual life. So I think we should start maybe a bit before that, right? Like when when the, because if you are if you're grown in a Christian family, you know, and you're like a child of Christian parents, then sure, but not all people grew up this way. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think it implies you first encountering Christ, and then your spiritual growth should start from there, I think, kind of. So, talking about me, like, I, I wasn't a Christian all my life. My parents were not Christian, so my spiritual, like, my spiritual journey, I would say, started um, in a Christian camp uh, that was organized by uh, U.S. missionaries. And yeah, I, I mean, I accepted Christ there, but I didn't. I didn't understand back then. I was thirteen. I didn't understand like what it actually implied back, like at at that time. And I think since then there was like there were moments of growing, and then stopping just because i didn't understand like there sh- I, sh- I should have a journey or like i should be growing you know it was just a thing i was doing i was going to church i was going to sunday school with my like peers with my friends you know enjoying church so I, I wasn't thinking about spiritual growth back then but like i was spiritually growing and yeah it's a pattern kind of that mm-hmm. we already discussed you know like at the moment you probably are not realizing what's happening but God is working in you, right? He's working in your life. So that's kind of my thoughts about it. I think, yeah, for me, that just kind of sparks the the question, like, does spiritual health depend on you? Or is it something that is really inspired by the Holy Spirit? Like, if you believe um, that Jesus Christ is, is your Lord and Savior, and you've accepted him, you have the Holy Spirit with you, and then there's the journey of sanctification and... Um, you know, that word basically means just becoming more like Christ. <laughs> but I think, yeah, that's just 
kind of my thought in in rebuttal to that is okay like I think some of you guys are saying like it was just like something that kind of just happened um but I think there's also an aspect of being like super conscious about it as well I don't know Jakob do you have any thoughts on that well I would say that from what guys said you can hear that the Holy Spirit is doing something or God is doing something and they're obeying so I feel like you can apply that to most of the times where I grew as well. Like God calls you somewhere and you just do it. And I feel like that's the like a really important principle because I do think that Holy Spirit is like he does n- most of the job. Hmm. Like you're just following the Holy Spirit. You know, that's why it's called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's not the fruit of hard work. It's the fruit <laughs> of the Holy Spirit getting you where he wants you to be. But on the other hand, I do want to say that in my life I have experienced uh, situations where I've stepped into something that, especially at the time, maybe looking back, but at the time, um, I just thought that it's good from like um, thinking about it and I didn't feel like any spiritual push or I wasn't like, okay, this is definitely from God. Like even when I was a leader at Youth Praha, that was just me because I was like, I want to serve somewhere mm-hmm. and this is the best place I think it's it's good for me to serve. It's where I can get some experience and where I got people that I trust and that I like serving with. And I didn't really, I well, obviously I knew, that's what I'm saying, like I knew that God is going to be happy when I'm serving, but I didn't feel God pushing me, uh, go serve there or there. So I just went to serve to youth Praha, which was mostly my, like, it was my Your decision. Yeah, of, my initiative, yeah. It, my initiative. And then I grew from that as well. Yeah. But I would agree with the guys or say that what they're saying is really good because most of the time uh, it was, it, it's also just me just following. happens. But I feel like uh, it's important to maybe differentiate where sometimes it's you following like God, directly sending you somewhere or you just obeying what god is telling you but then you've got like tons of principles Mm -hmm. that you can even though god's not specifically telling you okay right now do this do that you can just apply those principles Mm -hmm. which which will be helping your spiritual health and your your growth but it's hard because like it's also like just applying principles from the bible that's also just following god Mm -hmm. but I feel like sometimes you can just like take those principles and decide now I'm going to try to follow this principle more and it's more of your initiative or your initiative and it's still going to help you grow. Mm-hmm. I also think that what you're saying is so true because you, you can also do a lot of acts. You can go to church, you can read the Bible and stuff. And obviously the Bible doesn't like it does plant a seed in your heart. But if you don't have the right intentions with it, if you just go to church to meet people or to meet girls or whatever or (laughs) to just show off or something like that then is that really edifying you in a way or if you're doing things out of just trying to um better like yourself or or in like how in a bad way you know like if you're trying to how do i explain this in english maybe Um, i can give you (laughs) an example of that yeah but you get what i mean yeah (laughs) i that really stuck into my heart like that I think is very similar to what's happening into my job. Mm. And the intent of the heart was that, the most yeah. important thing <laughs> that the bosses were looking for as a worker. Because the problem that they're continuously facing is that some of the workers that they hire, they don't have the intention of improvement. They think this is like a, like just a part-time job. They don't want to 
do it as like the standard of the boss. They just each time like boss has to tell like this thing, they fix it. This thing, they fix it. But the thing is like it's always changing. The rules are always changing. But you know the they have to continuously tell them everything, mm-hmm. like every little single detail. They could have thought of it and done it and fixed it. But they were waiting until the boss told them. So I think it's similar. If you just go to church, and just hear, and do it, that's great. But at the same time, I've always been the person who wants to kind of get ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. in a way to kind of like ride the wave, like surfing, so so that I can enjoy the ride instead of just being always dragged by. Dragged by God, so I think, in a way, that intention is super, super important when it comes to continuously knowing that you're growing, or just knowing that this is the right way, or this is the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, um, yeah, it, as I'm, as I was trying to say, it's that like the intent of the heart and where your heart is at and your relationship with God, and not always like trying to get something out of Him, but also understanding that it's. It's a two-way relationship. Mm-hmm. I think I think I know an example of intentional spiritual growth. Um, for me, it was uh, the time uh, when I was trying, or it was the time before I got baptized. And uh, at my previous church, there were courses that we will will have we have, have to go through before you get baptized. Mm-hmm. So it was like a series of listening to you know some sermons uh, going through the interviews like having a mentor talking to you and like also reading a lot of literature so it like it was a i don't know three four months course basically yeah before you make a decision and that's what i would call an intentional spiritual growth where where you like specifically trying to be deeper in a bible and like understand what you're actually trying to do right because being baptized is a serious step in your life right it's a commitment and um that's i think where you can say the spiritual growth is intentional so Mm -hmm. that's a good example from what i can think i would maybe like to point out that i feel like um for me or in my life i have seen quite a difference uh between intention in being morally good and intention in following God's plan and serving. Mm. And I feel like the church, uh, I don't know how it's in yours, but what I feel like I see in the church is a lot of focus on intentional trying to be morally good and not that much focus on, or maybe there's focus on it, but people aren't doing it. But a lot of times there's not even that much focus on it, on intentionally going into service and following God's plan. And I feel like that's exactly the opposite of the thing that maybe should be going on because me trying to intentionally, which obviously you have to make the decisions to try to be morally better, but me trying hard and very intentionally and super like going into it, trying to be morally better, like in my life that has not been that successful. And usually it ends up uh, making me realize that any that I need to just start focusing on uh, God and his mercy <laughs> and then I get better instead of trying hard but meanwhile on the other side I would say in service a lot of the time there I know people that are just waiting for God to tell them go there when mm-hmm. in reality it's much better or it's obviously if God tells you to go somewhere do it and if you feel like you're not supposed to be somewhere then maybe don't do it 
but I think in the area of service and following God's plan, it is sometimes really good to be intentional and go out, even though you maybe don't feel direct calling mm-hmm. from God somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I think that's so true. And like, I was just kind of thinking of how important it is as well to ask God for help with with your spiritual health and with your spiritual growth. Ask the Holy Spirit for help. And I think that has to go back with what you were saying, Andrea, of um, that heart placement of wanting to grow in the Lord. And sometimes it's through a gradual thing and you don't see it, but I think also it can be something that you ask him. Like one of my prayers as a young person, this was actually, I think I was 18. This was my constant prayer to God. It was super short and super simple. It was, Lord, don't let me get stuck. Mm -hmm. Lord, don't let me get stuck. Lord, don't let me get stuck. And that really encompassed so much in my life at the time because it was you know, don't let me get stuck in myself. Don't let me get stuck with where I'm at. Like I want to move forward and go into what you have in whatever ways that looks like. And so it was just like, it was a super short prayer, but it was the place of my heart and it was so intentional. And I saw God move so mightily through that and it created space and room for me to grow. I think if we're talking about health or growth, like sometimes you need the space to grow. I, th- I was thinking of my, I love plants and I have so many of them. I just recently moved and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I end up with so many plants? But anyways, I have a ton of plants and what I like to do sometimes is, you know, rep- repot them, put them in a bigger pot. And it's so crazy to watch them get so much bigger just from being in a little bit of a bigger pot like they'll just shoot up and I'm always amazed by that and I think that sometimes that's if we view our spiritual health or our growth in that way too like asking God for something more or a bigger space or an opportunity to grow sometimes we don't have the opportunity like you're saying Yakub you're like okay I'm going to serve in youth praha like this is an opportunity for me to serve God to grow to do something and you were in it and it was amazing. And I have to say, like, I so appreciated your time here. Like, it was awesome. I think you impacted the kids in so many amazing ways. And then it, like, I think you've, it's led you, not just that, but you're in a bigger pot now, you know, <laughs> so to say, you're in a bigger plant pot um, and growing we're, in different ways. We're sitting ways. in chairs just saying. Yeah. And just for listening. our listeners, we're actually not sitting in, um, soil and pots right now (laughs) 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 disclosure they'll Um, do it they'll do it during the physical health podcast yeah (laughs) that would actually be really funny (laughs) dude i'm gonna bring some pots to that like some let's see how jacob shits up after being replanted to another pot If any of you want to be a guest on a podcast and you have the, um, um, you know, the growing problems, then uh, we'll get you a pot to grow in. But you have to bring your own soil. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh, Oh. but anyways, I don't know. Just on in that same vein, uh, I was also wanting to just kind of talk about like, do you guys think that your environment is important in your health? Like, I think in the sustaining your health, just your health, but also your growth, like spiritually. And how can you determine, like, if you're in a really bad situation, like, that you need to get out of? Or sometimes, like, is it that you're 
you know, you, you always talk about, okay, be in the world, but not of it. Like, what does that look like practically in terms of like your spiritual health and growth? So the thing that I can maybe mention is that kind of similar to what we were talking, actually going a little bit back, um, is to realize that God is doing things for a purpose. Uh, if something bad happens in my life, especially, I take that as a sign usually to stop, wait, and be ready. Meaning that, oh, it's not, not time to run, but t- time to sit and listen. Time to be quiet. Time to just maintain that openness towards what you're trying to tell me through this situation. So it's kind of like this fact that we're always trying to do something is uh, very modern thinking, personally, I think. Kids always doing things, do that, do this. Why are you, boredom doesn't exist, you know? Really, personally, I think boredom really shouldn't exist. It's a new modern word. It shouldn't exist? Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it it's, a, it's like a concept of why are you bored? Is being still <laughs> boredom, really? Like, I'm asking serious mm-hmm. questions. Like, is waiting for the calling of God boredom? It shouldn't be. It's a, it's a place to to be ready and to kind of, like you said, to see. So are you advocating for boredom or against <laughs> boredom? I'm confused. No, I'm not. Against. I'm, I'm kind of. Against boredom? No. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like he's trying to say that it's a n- newly invented term that's used in situations Instead that it shouldn't be used. Instead of learning to used. wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that like people... Uh, instead of just learning to be patient and sometimes being quiet and s- being fine with being quiet, invented the term boredom to to throw everything like that into that pot of boredom and not be against it mm-hmm. is what I, I think, think Sean uh, you're super correct on that and and that I guess the definition for them boredom is perfect time to realize everything that is God has done beforehand to look back or look at your present self and properly evaluate what has God has done. Mm. I think I kind of agree, but also I feel like it depends how long you're waiting <laughs> for God to speak. Mm. Because like I have seen people who will tell you, I'm from a charismatic church, so everybody's ch- just trying to wait till God tells them something. <laughs> and I feel like, I've seen people like praying over stuff so long that they just could have done anything like uh, that. They just could have done anything, uh, anything, and it would have been more useful than them waiting for. So, which I mean, like there's people who I've seen not serve during their whole time in church and they're going to be like, oh, God didn't tell me, didn't send me anywhere. Like, so for example, right now, I'm not 100% sure like what church I'm supposed to be like in. Uh, what community I'm supposed to be a part of. But I'm I'm just going to choose something right now and see where God leads it because I'm not going to wait for God to come down from heaven and tell me this exactly is the church where you're going at. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with you partially. I think there is more need of us just accepting we need to wait now and we need to have our time. But I also need to... Uh, but I also want to say that there's another extreme of people just being actually lazy and calling it waiting for Mm -hmm. God to tell them something and then it's also not good. 
I'm going through exactly what you were just saying because I in the church that I'm in, it's like, well, I wasn't. It was like I was there for a purpose and in a way I fulfilled that purpose, which also takes me to my next point. But um, I was like, I don't want to move churches just because of a feeling that I'm tired or bored in quotation marks um, or that I'm, you know, I want to move churches or communities until God tells me to. Because my parents always told me, if you're going to move churches just out of emotion, then don't do it because, yeah. you know, it's not God's calling. So I was like, mom, like, you know, just pray about this because I haven't been going to church for a while. I haven't been in community and I don't want to move. Like there's this other church that I really want to go to, but I, I don't want to go. I don't want to move out of emotions. And my mom's like, what more sign from God do you want than you not going to church? <laughs> like that's enough for you to see that you need to plug in somewhere else or that you need to grow somewhere else and stuff like that. And so it's like that. I was like waiting and waiting. And then I, in a way, literally, I was just waiting for God to come and tell me like, go to the other church. <laughs> like that was not going to happen. I had to take that step because I knew that that was what I needed. Um, but that, as I said, it takes me to my next point about environment. I think that there's three really important aspects of environmental things that you can take into consideration. The first one is people because the people that you surround yourself with is going to be so key in the way that you grow. Mm -hmm. I always say that you become like the three people most closest to you. And I've seen that like with my best friends. <laughs> I see that with my best friends, I start talking like them and I start mm -hmm. doing hand gestures like them and stuff like that. And if that's just physical, like spiritual is gonna be even closer. And when I came to Prague, I had all of these friends from university that were non-Christians. And so I started acting like them. I started going to parties. I started doing all these things that I shouldn't be doing. And then, you know, it wasn't until I took a step back. I was like, wait, this isn't what I need. I started plugging into community, getting friends that were actually going to edify me that now I have all these friends that every time that I need like spiritual help and stuff, I can go to and that just seeing their lives and seeing their, their you know, their testimonies inspires me to keep growing and stuff like that so people is definitely really important um, my second one is place um, oh sorry do you want to say anything about that <laughs> i think people is a big enough topic yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> go around but um this like the people you surround yourself with is like a topic that i'm not going to give a definite answer to because i'm struggling with this so hard right now especially like since i've since i w started going to theology school I have started like dealing with this question heavy because like normal people, you just spend time with non-Christians even if you don't want to. Like you go to mm -hmm. a job with plenty of non-Christians, you go to school with plenty of non-Christians. And like right now, this is something I'm really like struggling with because it's like, I think it's really important to surround, surround yourself with Christians, but it's also really important to not get stuck in a bubble and just not have a clue what's going on around. So this has been a question like for me right now, because I'm dealing with like, okay, so right now I spend most of my time serving somewhere. I spend the other half in school. That's all Christians. And so now I'm like dealing with, so I know, I know that it's good to be amongst Christians, but how much do I spend time outside? Which is probably not a struggle most people have. But even, even before, when I was in like high school, all my non-Christian friends did a lot of like crap, like bad stuff. And a lot of the times I did that stuff too. And I always struggled because I was like, so if I cut, until this day, like sometimes it is hard for me to not fall into stuff that my non-Christian friends are doing. 
and that's why I'm struggling with this question because it's like if I cut all of the friends that do bad stuff and that sometimes I fall into as well with them, if I cut them off, then I'm stuck with my Christian friends in my church and stuck with my Christian friends at theology school and I don't have a clue what the heck everybody's going through and what's going on. And then if I, and especially like school is like where most of your friends for life are going to come up from. Like, that's how, that's just like, I think that's just a statistic. Like, or you get new friends at your job. But if you have a Christian job, a Christian school, then where where am I going to find new non-Christian friends at 40? Like, if I cut off, <laughs> all, if I cut, cut off all of my non-Christian friends now, it's going to be super hard to find new ones later. And I'm just going to be in a bubble. But if I don't cut them off, then it's like I might sometimes fall into doing some bad stuff because that's that's how a lot of these people like I I just do like I gotta admit like sometimes I, sometimes I do like I fall into whatever they're doing. Yeah, they influence you. Yeah, and that's so so I th- and I think kind of that might just be a hard question for everyone. Even though people go to school to job, it is your decision how much time you spend with your coworkers in comparison to all your Christian friends. And and sometimes it's really hard to determine because, you know, with your co-workers, you might end up doing some bad stuff. Or maybe when you're older, you don't do that much crap as in high school, but you maybe, you know, talk bad about other people or they talk bad about other people. You don't know what else to talk to them about because that's the only thing they do. And it's that's been a really hard question for me, like, for several years now that I'm dealing with, like, so how much do I time do I spend with these people? Yeah, because I think both is very important. I got a, a bit opposite situation. Like I had to plug myself into the church because like I'm not coming from the church originally, right? Like my parents didn't have anything to do with the church. I grew up, m- most of my friends were not Christian, you know? So I was plugging myself another way, right? I tried to be at the church and I understand what you're saying because like it, it was also a struggle for me to to be around non-christian people but it was another struggle so like i i tried to behave correctly but it's really hard to behave correctly in a company which does like super weird stuff (laughs) but i think i think that's why you i think that's why you plug yourself into the church so it can keep you on a course and you also have not only non-christian friends but also christian friends because they will keep you on a course when you are like shifting from it so that's that's that was my first kind of lesson you know if if all of your friends are not christian you will definitely will shift from christianity right like they will help you they think know about it or not and then if like all of your friends are in church then it's also a problem you know you're not being used as a christian outside of a church so i think there should be a balance there and like both things kind of keep you on the edge right so you are you you have to find this fine line but one thing i did with my non-christian friends when they started doing some crazy stuff right like i would i I would hang out with them like you know we will go different places i would discuss with them different topics but as soon as they started doing you know something i would didn't want to be involved like they would know like for example, a lot of my friends drink, right? And I don't drink at all. And I would state it le- really clearly, like guys, I don't drink. I don't care like how, when, what. Like I, I just don't. And they knew it, like, and they uh, were not expecting it, but they were like, they understood it and and they accepted it and they were fine. So so whenever we go somewhere, they they knew like they could drink, but I wouldn't, right? And it's also a good testimony for them, like seeing someone else behaving differently, and that's where you 
influence them, right? Like not only they change you, but you also could change them, right? So I think that's that that's the, what I was thinking when you were talking mm -hmm. about. It's a lesson. And I, I totally like I I, I so relate to that in so many ways because. I think I kind of grew up in a total Christian bubble, uh, but my heart was always outside of that. Like I was always like wanting to go to the skate park and just like hang out with all the skaters. And my heart was just like, why am I stuck in this, this bubble, you know? And that it was just super easy just to be there. Cause I, I always had, had grown up in it. And I think I still actually struggle with it to be, to be honest. Like I, it's easy to be in that Christian bubble for me. Um, but I think that it is really important to be intentional with those environments. And I think that popping off of what you're saying of, okay, but what if I fall into X, Y, Z with my non-Christian friends? And I mean, I think it, it comes down to, yeah, we're all still human. We're being sanctified. It means we're growing into the likeness of Christ. We're not perfect. <laughs> we're still humans. Um, Definitely but I think that having being able to have relationships in your life where you can be vulnerable and transparent and that they still love you like and lift you up when you're like I really like messed up <laughs> like that's so important I think to your spiritual growth and your spiritual health especially when you're wanting to bring light into different places or just you love your buddies you know like that's just life and it, it made me think of this saying that I heard one time and it was that the church oftentimes says believe behave and then you'll belong whereas Jesus says you belong so believe and then I'll change your behavior love that and I it's just so revolutionary because it, it it's this bottom line of like Jesus is for everyone and he loves you like you belong. And so I think like whenever I'm struggling with that of like, what if I'm going to fall down this path? It's like, okay, this bottom line here. And then, okay, I believe in Christ. And like, he's the one that's changing me as well. And like, yeah, sometimes you, you know, slip into things. And like, I've struggled with that so many times. Like there are some things that I was struggling with and I ended up telling my sister and my best friend about it. And we came up with like this super wacky plan <laughs> of like how to deal with it and help with it. But it was basically like we check in like every week with each other and uh, every week or every day, I can't remember, we had like a celebratory like thing that we made it through like the day or the week. And like, I don't know whether it was like go out for ice cream or I don't know, just do something. And um, it was just like really cool just to have that and like have that community and have those friends, but then also feel like you can still be friends with anyone, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. To chime in a little bit, uh, the reason why I was talking about boredom was because like <laughs> I I was Bring thinking I was like boredom, I was like thinking why I brought that up, <laughs> and I realized I brought it up for the uh, for this because like what ha what has happened to my life is like I got annoyed that I was always in a Christian bubble. Mm, interesting. Like Are you bored, for, Sean? Um, and I got, <laughs> and it became a, and it became a pattern, and I just got indifferent to that, mm. you know. Yeah. So, like, I understand like environment is very very important to me, but I was able to kind of see myself as outside of it, and there, are, of course, not everybody can have a situation where they can change their environment. Yeah, that's true. So therefore, what I can advise is that. 
properly assessing yourself, properly knowing who you are, properly having quiet time to continuously have proper communication allows you to properly assess the environment around you and be above it, Mm. be able to overcome it. You're not tied to your environment. At the end of the day, you can choose who you are at that environment. And I chose... Like the apple tree will still be the apple tree, whether it's in the small pot or the big pot. (laughs) Yeah. Back to the pot. The swan (laughs) will never be a duck. (laughs) Yes. So therefore, continuously realizing your identity, even in that environment, is, I think is what has allowed me to kind of see myself as uh, someone who can understand the non-believers even within the Christian bubble for Hmm. my entire life. I also just want to say, I just realized we're talking about um, Christian friends in a very positive way and non-Christian friends in a more way of like pulling you down. So I just want to say, there's plenty of toxic Christian people. It's, I've seen, I've seen plenty, so of, plenty of toxic Christian relationships. Very, very so, so even if your friends are Christians, yeah. you need to check in. Are Absolutely. you growing? The, 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 there's, a very, there's a lot of Christians that can pull you down, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of non-Christians. They though they can't, they can't that much help you with like spiritual growth in your Christian journey. True. But they, there's no, not all non-Christians are going to be pulling you down to, to doing sins. You can just have a coffee with your non-Christian friend and oh. be completely f- completely fine man i totally oh man i totally agree i've had one the most amazing boss i've ever had mostly because i've been my own boss for the last little while but um <laughs> no <laughs> just kidding wow. <laughs> i'm not talking no 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 before me <laughs> being my own boss I had an amazing boss. Amy, if you're listening to this podcast, please tell us if she is oh, most amazing boss. Side note, you ever had. I think we should introduce a segment calling calling Amy. Sure. Okay. Anyway, and see if she listens to the podcast yep. or not. Amy. Calling Amy calling for Amy. her biblical verses. Yep. Um, but anyways, I had this amazing boss, and it totally is exactly what you're saying, Jakub. Like she. She doesn't believe in the Lord. We don't have the same beliefs. She doesn't believe in Jesus. But that woman has so much wisdom and brought so much guidance to my life. Oh my gosh, she's just amazing. Just so empowering, just an advocate for people. And also, I know I've mentioned this before as well, but my ballet teacher, I always came out of my ballet class like with a whole new lease on life, just going like, what did I just learn? I didn't learn just ballet. I learned like so much life. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Adri. <laughs> Double so it. that's such did he go to the same Bali teacher <laughs> yeah no I was in a different country okay. continent <laughs> country. I said country, country and continent, and continent at the same time <laughs> that that's such them. a good point yeah um, that actually I was about to say the same thing because when I again when I came to Prague like I was super lost and crazy and I had a lot of friends that were I'm I'm from Costa Rica right and so we tend to stick together and so the moment that I heard Spanish being spoken in school, I was like, oh, my God. And so it was like the Colombians and the Bolivians and the Mexicans. And we were having so much fun together. And we would go like we would go out dancing and partying and stuff like that. And that's what they knew me for. I was the girl that every Friday and Saturday would go out dancing and drinking with them. And then when I kind of decided, hey, this isn't what I need to be doing. You know, God isn't calling me to go out and drink and dance. I kind of decided, okay, I'm going to stay away from that and I'm going to 
obviously not go to these places not put myself in these environments but i still love those guys so much and they have brought so much happiness into my life that i didn't want to you know completely disconnect with them so what when they started at like asking me hey do you want to go to the party i was like no hey i'm i'm decided to take a step back from that i'm not going to do that they're like what's going on with you are you okay and then um little by little they started realizing okay she's not going to come we're not going to invite her and then now what i do is that i invite them out for coffee or we go out for brunches or we just see we go for a walk in the park or a picnic and so i'm still getting you know that friendship and i'm still as i said as you said also giving that that testimony to them um but you know in a completely different place which was actually my second point people place and purpose um but yeah so yeah i think you don't have to stand to your three points yes i really wanted to get my three points across um but yeah i think um you don't have to stay away from your your non-christian friends to you know keep growing in your faith i guess and we're going to leave it here for today, but stay tuned for the second part of this discussion that is coming up very, very soon. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Found in Prague. If you enjoyed today's show, please like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Follow us on social media at Youth Praha. Join us next time.